Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, product mindset, making sure everyone knows why something is being done. If you want your organization to have a product mindset and to build successful product, you have to steep them in the context. And that's what the product mindset's all about, is making sure everybody understands the outcomes we're pursuing, the customer, and this reality that products are never done. What is a product mindset? It's often been said that a region is ground zero for consulting and selling time by the hour. How do you change your business to make something once and sell it again and again? That's really what a product mindset is. Well, how do you make a product? David DeWolf is the CEO of Three Pillars Global, and he's here in our studio because he has co-authored a book called The Product Mindset, Succeed in the Digital Economy by Changing the Way Your Organization Thinks. I'm a big proponent for us doing more product here in town, so I want to get David on the show to talk about the product mindset. David, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jonathan. It's well, great. Absolutely. You've been part of this region for a long time, and you're really trying different ways to drive the region forward. Why did you fall to this idea of the product mindset? First of all, talk to me about what this actually is and what does mm-hmm. it mean for businesses? Yeah, you know, the, the reality is when you're building product, the mindset is different than doing other things. And what we have found is that there's three fundamental things that are different about about digital product um, than other types of software that, that people are building. And those characteristics matter. And so what the product mindset does is it defines those characteristics. And then secondarily, it puts forth the principles with which you should be thinking in order to guide your judgment calls. Um, and so it, it makes this idea of nebulous product really specific. I often find that the biggest difference between a product and selling services is actually getting yourself in a situation where you can sell the same thing again and again, mm-hmm. sure. but also create something that demand for what you want to deliver exceeds your ability to deliver it. Yeah, right? no doubt. No no, doubt. No, I call it almost tearing some clothes right. off to, to, to get at yep. something, right? Well, you are getting to the heart of one of the principles of this product mindset, which is you have to build to need. You have to build to things that the market and your customer actually needs. Not only they need, but they will pay for Mm-hmm. Right. And that is so important because when software developers or product managers are working, so often we get caught up in this idea of requirements and just building software. We forget the overarching objective of we can't hypothesize what somebody needs. We need to get out and actually witness what they need and help them figure it out. That's how you build a product that resonates and expands throughout the market. I think in some ways what's happened is technology's become such a gee whiz kind of thing that yeah. becomes interesting in itself that we forget the technology is just a tool That's right. to create something that people care well, about. You just hit the nail on the head because what we have found over and over is that true innovation is not invention. It's not about technology for itself. And it comes at the intersection of two needs. The first one is you cannot forget when you're building a product that there are business outcomes that you are driving towards. And often in today's customer-oriented world, right, we hear about design thinking and customer experience so much, we forget the business aspects of it, that I have to build a product that's profitable. That's another principle. That's a characteristic of a product that's different is it has to self-fund. It's not saving pennies. It's creating dollars, right? right? And so it's at the intersection of these business outcomes and customer need, right? A customer actually wants and needs and will pay for where true innovation happens, where you can create a really healthy business. And at the end of the day, if I'm an entrepreneur, I'm 
probably an entrepreneur in the first instance because I want to change things. And yeah. you can't change things unless you have resources. It's That's right. Your profit, your revenue is the fuel to be able to change things and impact the world. So right. you can remain autonomous, which is what every entrepreneur values. And you can mm -hmm. be your own boss and you don't have to ask people for permission and all these wonderful things. Right. You know, so here in town, so many of us interact with the federal sector in some way. It's, sure, it is sure. by far the largest source of of uh, revenue that many mm -hmm. of our technologists use to start businesses or grow them right, and, and exit right. them. How does this product mindset play out in the world of of government contracting and requirements? How do you how does it play out where the customer is the government rather right. than the private sector? Yeah, that, that's a great point. We often come back in the product mindset and we look at what what ultimately is it we're trying to get to, and it is building to outcomes. And so in the commercial world, we talk about um, what is the ultimate outcome you're looking for? Is it revenue? Is it market adoption? Is it market share, right? What is that measurable objective that we're building towards? I think you can do the exact same thing in the government world. Mm -hmm. I think you can look at, right, what is the big wor a word in the government is mission, right? What is the mission? Let's define and be specific about the outcome that we're trying to produce, and then let's measure it and make sure we're working towards it, right? Because product these days, especially these digital products, are all about navigating to get to success, right? We hear about pivots, right, and those mm -hmm. types of things. Well, to make pivots, you have to know what your end destination is so that you know whether or not you're on track. So I would say let's start first and foremost, what's the primary goal? What is that outcome we're, we're pursuing? And let's build towards that. You're a technologist. And you've built a lot of things at, at, at Three Pillar over the years, you and your team. How do you get a technologist to really change their behavior and become product focused? Yeah, you know, the word that comes to mind, and, and this is actually the root of where the product mindset came from, was that over and over again in failed product development efforts, I would hear the complaint that, you know, they're, they're just lacking context. Mm -hmm. And it was described about engineers most of the time, but I heard it all over and what we found was that if you steep an engineering team, if you steep user experience and product management in the context, in how does this business make money? In what does the customer want? What is the market? What is it that we're buying? They will make judgment calls in the moment that are oriented towards those outcomes you're pursuing. But so often we say, oh, they're just the technologists. They just know how to code. Right. And so we say, here's the requirement. Build this without telling them the why. Mm -hmm. And so if you want your organization to have a product mindset and to build successful product, you have to steep them in the context. And that's what the product mindset's all about is making sure everybody understands the outcomes we're pursuing, the customer and this reality that products are never done. You have to continually evolve and change to stay up with the expectations of the customer today. Salespeople, product managers, and technical people need to be talking, not in separate silos. That's exactly right. So before I let you go, this is really engaging and important. I'm sure you want people to interact with you and learn more about this. Where are you selling people to go? Yeah, go to productmindset.com. Um, we are launching the book, The Product Mindset, uh, at the end of the summer. And theproductmindset.com will give you all of the resources that you need to, to learn about the book. But also, we've done some extensive research with Forrester on the product mindset and how it's permeated the business world and how folks are struggling with this concept. And there's some great rich data there that you can find as well as some upcoming webinars that I think folks will be interested in. Well, thank you very much for working on this. It's a big issue and it's going to help drive the region. David DeWolf, it was great to have you. Hey, it was great to be here, Jonathan. Thanks. David DeWolf, CEO of Three Pillar Global. Thank you to the Greater Washington Board of Trade. 
The Greater Washington Board of Trade represents leading businesses, nonprofit organizations, and academic institutions and has helped shape the development of our region for over 130 years. Visit boardoftrade.org to learn how a Board of Trade membership can help your organization succeed in this rapidly changing marketplace. Thanks to Auric, an international law firm that focuses on technology, energy, and infrastructure finance. Clients worldwide call on it for forward-looking commercial advice on transactions, litigation, and compliance. Learn more at auric.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.